Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it. Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we're not doing that. We are coming to you with our winter 2022 episode. Uh, and uh, we're just over our three-year anniversary, too. So uh, we'll talk about what we've done over the past year or so and uh, go from there. With us this week, we have Scotty P. If the series are allowed to have filler episodes, then we are, too. And that's what this is. And yeah. I, I, I'm looking at our recording, and I noticed that we are. this is the abbreviated as NTF. And that's important to know because uh, we we have not minted any NFTs for for any anyone for any purpose why why would we do that there was there was a recently a mini twitter scandal i guess some guy had gone on to whatever forum that you do the nfts for like ocean digital ocean or something like that and uh he had like stolen a whole bunch of uh gunpla uh pictures from like famous gunpla builders and like just put them up as nfts on the internet um which is like reverse reverse stealing to, I don't know. And we have Luke. Uh, speaking of uh, NFT controversy, did you hear about the Lord of the Rings thing? No. Where they bought like one of the original, I don't know if it was an original copy, but it was like a rare copy of a Lord of the Rings. They bought it for like a hundred times what it was worth. Dune. You're thinking of Dune. Dune. I'm sorry. Oh God, I said Lord of the Rings. Dune. Yeah, yeah, the Dune thing. Uh, yeah, and they're like, we're going to destroy, we're going to like, uh, make an image of every page. Each page is going to be an NFT. And we're going to destroy it. And the video of us destroying it is also going to be an NFT. <laughs> it's ridiculous. People are dumb. If I can right click save as, it's it's not it's not yours. <laughs> they also they also <laughs> seem to think that that gives them copyright over Dune. Yeah, they're like, we own it now, so we can make like an animated series about Dune. And they're like, and people are like, that's not. And and I think the works. the book that they that they bought that they paid all that money for was like uh was a screenplay of Dune, like one of the original screenplays, because I think it had it had gone through several right. iterations and that screenplay I think was already free and open for people to have. Like I I don't and so like it was even doubly dumb because everybody's like Yo, you guys just like dropped millions on like nothing. <laughs> hey, you know what? You paid someone else to bone your wife, but you've got the marriage certificate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never thought of it like that, but yeah. Welcome to NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the show and you're into those, please divest yourself and run away. That like it's it's not going to be good for you long term. Please take take the money and run now. I you know like the only thing that's appealing about NFTs to me is like I feel like I could just take some really really shitty art, like something my child draws, like like scribbles on like you know craft paper, scan it into uh my my computer and sell it as an NFT, and some idiot is going to pay like. 50 bucks for it like that's the only upsell is like taking advantage of people <laughs> well exa that's exactly it it's just <laughs> it's, it, it is if you have the 
Um, if, if you want to sit down and go through all the processing, computing power and whatnot of, of minting it and going through all the fuel costs for the Ethereum and all that stuff involved, it, basically the reason to do it is just so that you can go and scam someone else and make money. Yeah, listen, guys, if you have money that you're willing to just burn and and like you want to make the world a worse place, you can fund us. Like, just send us a million, ten million dollars. You can and- invest in Tesla. <laughs> this is like this is how this is how this starts. In three to five episodes from now, lanes like and uh, support our Patreon. <laughs> oh man, I, you know I don't think I would ever be willing to do a Patreon because that means one I would have you know, to stop you know, working, and I like my job. <laughs> you know what? I'm 100 percent willing to do a Patreon, but you will get nothing from it. It will not support us. It's, it's just going to pay us. It's not. We're not going to change the podcast in any way. <laughs> we're not going to give yeah. you any. Like you're not going to get Discord benefits. You're not going to get a, a mug with our faces on it. Wait, anyway. we have a Discord. <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to say, like you guys created a Discord and didn't no. invite me. Fucking no, assholes. The whole point is that you don't get anything. You get nothing. You're just yeah. giving us money to feel good about uh, feel good about this this product. And I got to be honest with you, if you're one of the I don't know 50 people that listens to this show every single time, you're 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 already hurting enough. Like you don't need to, you don't need to pay for this. No, I I appreciate each and every one of you that that does that out there. And uh, if you did start a Discord, please let us know because we don't. <laughs> Yeah, if you started a Discord for our podcast and you talk about it with people, we'll come to. <laughs> I really want to know how many people are on that Discord. It's like, it's like, it's just like, it's like one, one and a half people. <laughs> in the... <laughs> uh, oh, man. NFTs, they suck. Um, all right. So, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, another year. Uh, this time last year, we were covering. Um, Double Zeta, we were at episode 34, and uh, this is the one where oh, M.N. Henkin... Sing, single Zeta. Yeah, sorry, regular old Zeta. And this is the, it was episode 34 where Emma and Henkin were planning a date and uh, and how Wong thought he was correct to, com- to correct Camille. And the name of that episode uh, was uh, Yazan Fucks a Methus to Death. Well, he does. He does. <laughs> uh, so in that t- that period of time, in a year, we've finished Double Zeta, or Zeta, and we're a little bit over halfway through with uh, Double Zeta. Well, you know, the pandemic is still going. Where where were we at the start of the pandemic? At the start of the pandemic. Well, let me go back just a few episodes, because that would be... That would be March of uh, 2020. Yeah. So... Now, whatever came out then, we would have probably recorded a little bit beforehand, but that's okay. So, around, uh, we were wrapping up 0083 at the the pandemic. And then we did uh, uh, Lovers of Trendy Baby. And that was, that was close, that was close, recorded pretty close to real time because, you know, the first, the comments were like, with all the craziness in the world. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, whew. you know, I think what we need to do then, I, I was thinking that we probably finished 0083 started Zeta around the start of the pandemic. So I think what the, the universe is telling us 
is that it will stop the pandemic once we get through double Zeta. Once we get through all the Zetas, it'll get to the Zeta variant. They, it, I've already passed can, it. It's number six. Um, but can we just do all of the episodes in one episode? And then, if that's the case, let's just fucking be done with it. <laughs> if that's what we have to do, then uh, yes. Okay. So contribute to our Patreon. Uh, we'll need about a week to record that episode because I think that's about how long it would be. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, what we can do is just take everyone's money and then I'll just, we'll cut this next sentence or two out of the, of the recording and make it a new one. And that'll be the whole episode, which is so, uh, the, the Neo Zeon do bad things on earth and then they go back into space and then judo kills the bad guys and fucks off to Jupiter at the end. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. They'll be back. They'll be back. I did just have a great Patreon idea. It's just Lane, just a live stream of Lane building Gunpla. <laughs> that would be a really lame uh, uh, thing. It. Because there's not, even, there's not even any commentary. You're just like live streaming it. But here's the kicker. Every $5, you get another kit put on the pile. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you can't <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. that would be rough. I, you know, my pile from well, last year. I'll cut you some like every ten dollars is a new kit on the pile that you my, do my, have to buy yourself. My pile from last year actually hasn't gone down that much. It hasn't gone up very much either. Uh, uh, I think I finished. Homeostasis. Yeah, like, I started the astray last year, and I just I took a break from doing it once I finished the upper torso and I just restarted it. And um, now I've done with the body and one of the swords and I'm, I'm like, I'm making decent progress toward towards that now. Um, And then, you know, I've got a few other things that I'm going to start doing. Uh, What about you guys? What, what uh, gunpla have you been working on or other, other type related things? I'm making a windmill for Frostgrave, so that is not helpful to this conversation. No, it's still cool. It's 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 related. You know, you can make. Yeah, I'm gonna make leaded windows, which is. <laughs> All right, robots. Scotty, I mean, you could apply that to like PsychoFrame or something at some point. Huh? Actually, you know what I was I was thinking. Um, so I picked up a, another a, a variation of Frostgrave called Stargrave, which is more like futuristic. And I thought I was thinking about like. Gun to me themed star gray, which skirmish game. It's a skirmish game for anyone who does not. Yeah, it, if if you want to follow Scotty's gunpla journey, I I try to retweet everything that he posts because he Scotty actually has a pretty active like gunpla backlog that he's always building. So, what are you working on right now, though, Scotty? So I have been. At some point last year, I had three old wing and G1100 kits. So we're talking 94, 95, 96 era 1100 no grades. Excuse me. They are they are technically high grades. I'm sorry. It says it on the box, HG. Um, and those, for the uninitiated, um, those are work. Okay. Now... They're not work if you want to open the box and snap them together and do very basic detailing and stickers. Uh, it's an afternoon. Okay. They're that quick and low on the parts count. Count. But if you want to make them look good, 
there a lot of work. And uh, I did the Death Scythe Hell, and I put my close to best effort into it. There's a few more things I could have done and chose not to, um, because there's no modern kit of that at all. And so I wanted to make it look good, and it turned out real good. Real proud of that one. And then I did the Master, and that's mostly a straight build, because I was like, if I try to do all three of these like really hardcore, I'm going to get burnt out. And so after the master, I took a break from them and did some other things. Um, I got like, if you, uh, again, if you look at my Twitter, like I got some older master grades out of the way, like Johnny Ritten's Zaku, the at guy. Uh, I did my Providence Gundam, which is the special coding version. Yeah. I like uh, the way the that last, one looked. Yeah. That's the last one I actually finished. And I did that one because I was going through and watching all of my seed Blu-rays. And I said, what happens when I watch Seed is that I want model kits of stuff from Seed. So I said, Seed has some really good designs. Dude, the mecha design in Cosmic Era is fan-fucking-tastic. Anyway, uh, I said, instead of me buying more things, I was like, I've got some things from Seed and Seed Destiny in my pile. I'm just going to build them. Uh, So I built the Providence. Uh, I still got a clear Justice and Ray's um, Zaku, but I'll I'll get to them later. Um, so yeah, that's the most recent thing I actually finished because then I've, I have finally, I'm coming full circle, moved on to that one 100 Shenlong. And that one has been just a, like, I've, I've picked at it and poked at it. It's the oldest kit in my backlog. I bought that thing at Walmart <laughs> in 2000. Um, oh, something when those kits were at Walmart, I, <laughs> you can see on the box where I clipped out the UPC to mail away for the, whatever promotion was at the time. Okay. Like it, it's old. I was like, I've got to get this damn thing done. Okay. Like it's just time. So I've been messing with it just today. I was putting some more coats of paint on it. Um, you know, I have already gone through and I've closed off any of the seam lines that I'm going to It went all right. Um, not great, but it's fine. So now I'm doing all the white paint and I hate doing white paint and, uh, so yeah, if you look, you're like, you haven't finished any kits in like almost a month. Well, this is why, <laughs> because I'm on one. That's just uh, kind of a slog, but, uh, it'll get done and it'll look okay. And then I'm still not going to care because it's one of Wu face suits and Wu face sucks. Yeah. I think that's why I got stuck with this strays. Cause I kept seeing like where I was getting ready to have to do those, those massive knife sets, like four times over. And I was just having flashbacks to when I was doing the Kshatriya's uh, arms. And I was just like, I don't want to do that all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And look, like, Shenlong is kit number 57. Jeez. Of the last that since the pandemic, I've been keeping count. And it's kit number 57. Seven since the pandemic. Uh huh. So my pace. This happened right after the Death Scythe Hell, but like it'll probably happen right after this. Like these these old kits, just I'm like, oh god, oh, I, I know why I waited so long to build them. I mean, I could snap them together today, but they would look like crap. And you know what? If it looks bad, it'll look bad forever because I'm not gonna pull it apart and redo it. I'm like, just every time I've rushed a kit, and I look at it on the shelf years later, I go, that was stupid. Why did I do that? It's been on the shelf forever, and. I build it once, so might as well make it right if I can. Yeah, I think I think after I finish this astray, I'm going to do the Vargil, the the high grade one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think after uh, Shenlong, I'm going to do 
I'm going to look at what my oldest stuff is and try to keep going on, on that. Uh, I think I'll probably do the MG Talgies too, because I got that when it came out, which was in like 2013. So it's like snuck up on me like, Oh crap. Another kid I've had almost a decade. And after that, I actually think I'm going to do, uh, or I might start while I work on other things, poking at that siren kit I bought from Xenoblade too. Um, that's a big, big paint project. So it's not yeah, like, like that'll be cool. It'll be cool, but it's a Kotobukiya kit. So yeah, you don't have the <laughs> color matching you get with Bandai. Uh, it's basically a full paint project. So this is going to take me a very long time. Mm. That'd be fun though. And it'll look really good when you, when you're done with it, I'm sure. I don't know if it'll be fun, but I, I hope it'll look good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Listen, cool. this is what I have to do for like Xenoblade merchandise because I, you know, I, I don't really want them, but I don't think my wife really wants like stuff of Pyra and Mithra in, in the house. <laughs> Does speaking of them, do, do they have any projects coming up soon? Does Monolith have anything coming out that you're aware of? Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot they were on that. Yeah, that's that's why you haven't heard anything about the other stuff. Uh, I think maybe once that gets closer and they've moved people around, they'll have. I, I, it wouldn't shock me to see whatever the next thing in Xenoblade is announced at some point next year. But you don't I, think they'll of their staff is working on Breath of the Wild too. You don't sure. think they'll port the Wii U game to the Switch? I think if they were going to, they already would have had to. Without me looking up anything, um, because I wasn't prepared to talk about this. If I recall, there's some issue with like the way that that game is coded. It's not portable. Like, I, I think I remember reading yeah, that. Yeah. that it would require a lot of like a lot of remaking stuff, right? Yeah, or, like, and, almost entirely remaking it. And the Wii U pad was pretty tied into a lot of the things that you yeah. do. Um, I could imagine it being very, very difficult. And I don't think it was. It was a pretty game. But I don't think it was nearly as good as any of the others. I, I, didn't, I didn't play it, but wasn't it really different from the rest of Xenoblade? Like It was... Imagine an MMORPG that is offline. Yeah, like yeah. That's, it's that kind of style. Yeah, and I think... I, I only... I had played probably like 10 or 15 hours of it, and I think you had to play i mean you beat it i think right or came close no, but you had to pay like 40 uh, hours just to get the the mecca it took me about 70 and then i think i played it for about another 80 the the weird part though was because i was all excited about getting a robot and then it, it actually like kind of made the game not as fun if that makes <laughs> any sense because well because you get this big sense of a, being on this pretty large alien planet. And then all of a sudden when you can just jet back and forth everywhere and it used to take you like a while or, you know, having to do some fast travel to go and explore, it kind of broke the immersion a little bit. And the thing was real hard to control. I was like, yeah, I got a robot. Oh, I just crashed it. Oh, <laughs> and it wants money to fix it. Yeah. Oh, mm. great. <laughs> it's, it's too real. <laughs> Yeah, it, that game definitely wasn't as good as uh, its predecessor or follow-up. I'm okay with them just kind of leaving that was one as an experiment. I know it has a lot of fans, and I think some of the stuff in the lore is kind of... I could see how maybe it could tie into other things, but 
I'm okay with them leaving that one on the vine if they want. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to Gundam for a little bit. Um, things that are going on. Um, so Scotty, you're, you're competitive in the Gundam, uh, build game, whatever it's called. Right. Gundam breaker mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. I'm, I'm, a, in- I'm now a two time champion. Nice. Any, anything interesting going on with that? Or is it the same? Oh, I mean, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same old, you know, there's just, it's Bandai Namco just taking us suckers as money. So, you know, yeah. that's, if you want to know what I, you know, have spent money on that I shouldn't. Yeah. There we go. Um, they added a seven star part mechanic and it was it's it's a pretty crappy rollout. They're like, yeah, and then you'll be able to do this and that. And like, it's only been on certain things. Like every other time they've done a major like power creep upgrade, it's applied to all the old stuff. Or at least like some good number of it with mm-hmm. slowly escalating, adding other things. And with this, they haven't been doing very good with it. I don't think they wanted to release it. And then someone said, no, we're going to make money over Christmas. You should do it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they had a, they had a run up until this week. It was six straight weeks of limited suits. And I was like, seriously questioning, like, I don't know about this. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the other game that's come out recently is the, the UC engage game. And, uh, if you've been following, they've been releasing clips because they've been, they've actually animated, um, some pretty cool stuff, uh, for it. Um, one was the battle of Solomon. So you, you get to follow Gato a little bit, um, and get some new animation in there. And I forget what the other new animated piece was. We talked about it at one point, but basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar thing to, to the other one where it's like a gotcha game, but it's like a slightly different take on it. It's pretty, it's only in Japan right now. So if you don't speak Japanese and you don't want to slog through menus, uh, you're not going to get much from it. You have to sideload it anyway, if you want to play it uh, on, on an American phone or non-Japanese, uh, but it's pretty cool. And if you want to go ahead and like, you can probably just Google UC engage uh, on YouTube or go to YouTube and just type UC engage and you could probably get the clips um, but it basically like you can play through um, summaries of the the different sections of the Gundam UC world. Uh, it starts off, it's like uh, 0079 through uh, I think like 0081 and like it, it breaks it into different eras of uh, UC. And it's pretty cool. And you get to see like just clip shows and summaries of everything that's going on at the time. But yeah, that's, that's it. And uh the next game we got going on is Code Fairy for the PS4 and PS5. Um, so this one, what is what is the game that it's based off of? Gundam Battle Operation Two. Yeah. So this is, is the- a, yeah. That's a PlayStation Four or Five only, free to play, uh, like squad shooter kind of game. Yeah. So this is the offline version of that. Um, it's pretty cool too. It's, uh, Scotty and I have talked about it. I think Scotty's finished it, right? You finished yes. it. Mm-hmm. I've played the first four levels of it. Each level is basically like a little mini episode. Um, so it's like watching an OVA or something along those lines. Cause there's lots of unique yep. animation for it. It really feels it takes like a pretty, uh, sorry, go ahead. 
as I say, it takes a pretty sympathetic view of of the Zeon side during during this time, right? Uh, no more than like any of the other side media that we've looked at. Like no more than um, you know the stuff in Lost War Chronicles or Hard Graph. Actually, Hard Graph is a good analog for the way it kind of portrays things. Like I mean, this is um, this is a group that Cassilia hired or is overseeing, I should say, right? Because they're they're enlisted. They're not like work for higher contractors or anything. Um, and it, so they basically dug up this old character called Killy. Um, I forget her last name because Killy, you know, <laughs> um, but it's just an old character from MSV that never really had backstory or anything. And so they put her in this and this is her unit. Um, the, the fairies, they're her unit. They are stationed near a California base and what I think is kind of neat is that they have them really bob and weave their way through. Um, like they never directly interact in such a way as to mess up what happens in all these other works, but it definitely touches on like uh, stuff from Igloo, uh, Lost War Chronicles, Zeonic Front, uh, Blue Destiny. Uh, if you name a like one year war side story or especially a like, video game, it's it's got either a cameo, some reference or nod to it. One of our double Zeta episodes, we just talked about the Midnight Fenrir Corps, and you see those guys because you do things at California base before it gets taken, and you know, like you see those dudes there before they leave and go join with Rommel eventually. So um, I, I think it was pretty impressive how they managed to make their story feel important, but keep it enough out of the way that, you know, you can understand why other stuff retrospectively wouldn't have mentioned it, even though obviously it didn't because this didn't exist. Uh, it, it's, I, I, I kind of like the focus. I've seen some criticism online of, uh, you know, what it's doing and, Oh, it's making stuff up and all that. I think it's just because it's a female cast and, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's, I mean, the nature of the side stories is to make things up and to try to like tell the story of like the different units that are on earth and kind of, well, and to make more gunpla and more money because that's yeah. what they do. Um, but I mean, the, the story's not bad. I mean, it's, it's kind of campy. The char- most of the characters fit into some archetype of either like a, you know, naive, you know, blah, 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 or a dark character that's, like, brooding and serious, but has a light side. Uh, and yet yeah, it is an all-female cast, which is okay. Like, you're bringing more, you know, women into the Gundam universe, potentially. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. Girls. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, you know. And, well, the thing I like about, so the main character is Alma Sterner. She's the redhead, if you look at, like, the uh, promotional material. Uh, and you can play as uh, uh, some of the other um, pilots, um, uh, which are uh, Mia and Helena. But uh, what I like about Alma is she's not a dropout, but like uh, they, they pick her up from the Flanagan Institute. And she's someone from there that her new type potential is real low. Like it exists, but it's it ain't super great. So it, it's enough that she's a talented mobile suit pilot and can hold her own against uh, some Federation pilots, even those using something like exam for a little bit, but uh, she's not made out to be some great ace. Yeah. Uh, they, they might call her like the ace of their squad or something, but uh, you know, they don't, 
they don't try to, in my opinion, they don't try to paint her as the second coming of Shar or anything stupid on that level. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was just a neat take because usually it's like, oh, they're from the Flanagan Institute. They're going to have magic powers. No, she's more of the, they were like, we don't need this one. This fits very well into like the other side story games and manga. Like it, it's, it's feasible that it happened, you know, the end, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, yeah. they don't, it, it's not like a thunderbolt type thing in, in scope. Yeah. There's there's some over – I think you can find – you can if you look. If you purposely look for criticism on it, of it online, you can find it, and you'll find just a lot of non-facts. Um, you know, I I would hesitate from, like, recommending the game, but maybe at least go watch someone play it on YouTube or something if you're interested. Uh, I, I would love to say go support it. It's so fun. And I, I kind of want to say that just to say like, yeah, more, if more people buy it, maybe we'll get more Gundam games. But I mean, who knows? And honestly, the game's clunky. I don't like the gameplay. Yeah, uh, the gameplay like is not great. Yeah, I play the game despite the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if this was supposed to make me want to go download Battle Operation 2 and dump money into that like a, a real idiot instead of just the $60 that this was, it didn't work. Yeah, I will not be installing that on my on my PlayStation. <laughs> me neither it's like hey don't you want to play more of the game nope no nope. yeah, i'm done 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 <laughs> um all right uh I, so I, I was looking earlier to see if i could see any more updates on the uh the, the last game the uh, gundam evolution it's like the overwatch clone um but I don't think there are any updates. I don't think it has a, a date or anything along those lines. Um, if it gets one, we'll let you know. I, all I've seen is it's expected to start service in 2022. Uh, and I think it's supposed to be free too. So I'll probably play it. And if it's fun, then I'll play more of it. But we do have some some new content coming out soon. The Kukuruz is Doan's Island movie is coming out in 2022. And the thing that I think is really cool is Gundam Info did specifically release the trailer in English, or at least with subtitles in English, announcing that it was getting a summer 2022 release. So to me, that sounds like they are going to probably bring it to the U.S., I think this is filler because Hathaway is going to be. A, that's not any time. Five years. Five years. Probably. Yeah, I, I'd say Hathaway's is probably 2023 or 2024. Uh, okay. Now? Yeah. Now? It's going to get delayed, though. <laughs> well, they don't have a date for it. No, they haven't. But yep. Nope. That, it's going to get delayed. That is not coming out for a long time. Okay. So. I, I think this is maybe a, uh, my, a quick project to fill the void. My daughter and I are going to go see Hathaway Volume 3 in the theater together to celebrate her high school graduation. <laughs> and she is four. That's possible. It's probably a safer bet than otherwise. Uh, I mean, I, it's I not Van Gogh. Honestly, 
I, I stand by that. I remember Evangelion, I think it was 111, and I bought it. It had been out for a while. I don't even know when it came out, but I bought it when I worked at Best Buy. Like, God, 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, the new, uh, changing subjects just a little bit, the new Evangelion movie, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good wrap up for the movies. It's real good. It's it's real good. Yeah. I w- I was anticipating was not liking it. I was anticipating being like, "Oh my god, this is lame." Like they 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 didn't wrap it up well, but I I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, enough said. It was just it was good. And, and you know what I liked that they Dubbed it in English, but they did not use the Netflix dubcast. <laughs> they used the ones that was the clat, the ones, yeah, uh, the the people that did the dubbing in the nineties or early two thousands, and on the previous movies, and they're they're better. Fourteen year gap between the first and the last movie. Look, those Godzilla movies don't make themselves. I still haven't seen the new, yeah, the cares. Godzilla movie yet. It's four movies in 14 years, so... Mm, I mean... Well, the first three movies were... Between one, movie one and three, I think it was only like four years. It wasn't uh, that so long. What, so so the, I'm going to go with the Japanese release. So uh, one was in 2007, two was in 2009, three was in 2012. Okay, so five, so five years. Six, years. six years between one and three. Um, English release, it was seven years. It was 2009 for the first, 2011, 2016. So there was just a big inexplicable gap. They were they were doing two like almost two years to the day. I don't know what happened with, with movie number three. And then movie, movie number four, they did it almost immediately after. Yeah, well, again, got, um, <clears throat> Shin Godzilla... Dude made another movie in between. Yeah, I think he I think he released like an interview on Amazon saying that he was like he was even considering not releasing it. At one point. There's a there's a whole like making of thing and they ignore Godzilla, but they do kind of point out that like dude was was pretty uh, Ano was getting pretty damn burnt out on it. Yeah, um, because he's they show the way the dude works and it, it, the way they presented it. I'm not sure if this is how reality is because documentaries are fiction in, in a way, but uh, it made it look like he was a perfectionist of a like very wear you down variety. So, so changing back into Gundam mode now, um, speaking of perfectionist and things that, you know, <laughs> the episode that, uh, Tomino had removed from all releases of Gundam. We get a movie of. <laughs> we can't get new UC content, but we can get a remake of Zoo Island or whatever. Which don't get me wrong, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. But I would like a, I would like a remake of. Uh, the animation you know, looks so good. I do you know between what Origin means? and stuff like this. I want to see. I want to see Amaro modernized. Come on, man! You can do it. You you know that we're going to be getting 
a master grade, a new master grade of Lumpy Zaku is what this means. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I would love if it was just like exact proportions. No, we're just going to get another RX-78 too. You will get that as well. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here with the RX-78 2 US Gundam American type from Target right next to me. Look, <laughs> it's... It's been a while since we've had a new version of the Master Grade. We had a new version of the Perfect Grade, so we probably got Master Grade 4.0 coming up. That Unleash like that. does look legit good, though. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> you want to see some cool pictures? Every now and then I'll see on Twitter uh, people that have gone to see the moving Gundam, and they'll take pictures of it at night when like there's snow coming down, or now that it's cold, you can see like some steam and stuff with it. Like, Yeah. There's some really good photography of that out there. It's very, very pretty to look at. Yeah. And I think they're building another one right now because they took, they like build them, leave them up for like a year or two, and then they take them down. So I think they're making another one right now. There's like, yeah, it's like a third or a fourth one coming. That they're it's, it's based on the strike, isn't it? I want to say. Um, there's already a statue of the freedom up in China. So okay. They may. <laughs> That's not the one, because I knew that one. I think there's another one in Japan I, that they're building. Yeah, I think it's on one of the docks. Um, they are doing the ale strike. Yep. What's the last one they did, the new Gundam? The uh, walking Gundam was just a RX-78-2, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the unicorn before that was the yeah. latest one. Um, aside from that, the only other new content that we're tracking coming out anytime soon is the witch from Mercury, um, which we don't really have a lot of information on, even though it's supposed to come out sometime this year. So, um, you know, everything we've heard is rumors. So it's either going to be, you know, UC or AU or completely new AU or related to seed. We don't know, but, um, we don't know cool. anything. Yeah, we don't know anything. We got we the international know the title. logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. We know the logo. We have the title. And <laughs> otherwise, anything else you hear is bullshit. Yeah. You yeah. watch. News is going to come out tomorrow. Yeah, they're going to release like the trailer like, for it tomorrow. It's going to be after we record this before this goes up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be perfect. I want to know it's January and we're gonna 19th. Cut Lane is just going to be like cut in right here saying like, update. I think I I think I actually did that one episode. There was like something that came out between us, re- like recording and releasing. I like updated. It was like, hey, this was recorded before this dropped. Please ignore it. <laughs> um, yeah, and as we as we hinted, uh, the Hathaways Flash movies are due to you know the COVID pandemic and everything are they're not happening anytime soon. We're, I, th- I think we'll be lucky to get it in 2024, but, um, yeah. And you can, uh, but you can, I think, uh, let me go and make sure. But the manga is coming out. Uh-huh. The manga, the, uh, I'm sorry, not related to Hathaway's. Well, kind of related. The, are you talking about the bell Torchicus children yeah. novel coming out in yeah. English soon? Yeah, that would be, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That's coming out, uh, I think, in July of this year, isn't it? Let's go with July. I'll, yeah. I'll Google it. Sorry, I was trying to look something else up. Um, 
Oh yeah, you can on Amazon Japan get Hathaway on Blu-ray now for uh, uh, typical Japanese media prices. Um, what, but it's like better than five dollars. Yeah, but it's better than the way they were. Here's one that's four thousand yen. What's the catch? Oh, two thousand two hundred ninety-one yen shipping. So yeah, not really. Much so it's sixty bucks. Yep, but uh, you do have that one available. Hey, look, it's better than like what were they on eBay? Like hundred fifty when it first came out. And well, those were the ones, ones that were released the, at the movie theater, right? I mean. It's not that much difference. Yeah, I think they came with like a special booklet or something. But yeah, people were yeah. selling the yeah. You can watch it on Netflix for free, right? Uh, hey, <laughs> or listen, twenty bucks. Yeah, listen. You know, some of us like our physical media for when that inevitably is not on Netflix anymore at some point. It, yeah, I just mean it, it'll come out in the U.S. eventually, and if yeah. you don't want to pay like crazy import prices, right? Yes, you can wait a good long time. Um, with with the Netflix release, that's one where I do wonder. I don't know when that's gonna. You'll be able to buy the same thing on Right Stuff as is on Amazon Japan, but like whenever the less expensive like discount one comes out, it's usually like a year, but it might be longer. In this case, I, I'd be curious how the uh, Netflix thing will impact it. But the uh, third G Reco movie is out as well. Um, have has the fourth or fifth one come out? Because I know like the first few were like rapid fire, and then they kind of slowed down. I mean, I know they're just working on the the fourth. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first two were pretty quick. There was a decent gap. Um, yeah, the third one took a, a hot minute to come out. Yeah, but uh, that you'd get that out. That's out on Blu-ray now, and it, I think it should be on Amazon Japan somewhere. I'm not being able to find it. Just real quick looking while talking, but that should be around as well. So. Awesome. Oh, yeah, here we go. And that is, uh, all right, yeah, still going to be watching that one for a while. That would cost about 100 bucks to get over here. Not going to do that. <laughs> Not going to quite do that yet. Yeah, well, and the right stuff versions are stupid crazy, too. It's the same it's, thing. Yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the, they're literally the same thing. But um, speaking of right stuff, though, I did get my C Destiny Blu-ray set. So... Is it uh, minus the snafus that the original seed? Uh, yes. <laughs> best, best I can tell, it's not, you know, they, they did not have the kerfuffle that, that they did with the seed set. Which, hey, look, to their credit, I got made my replacement right. seed discs, yeah. And uh, I watched, I kind of marathoned through the whole thing. Because uh, I knew the which, seed which version? one was, was coming out. Which version? Of the seed. The, the newest, the HD remaster. Okay. And then, no, I was just wondering, because it had like three different, you know, you had the original, you uh, had yeah. the redub, and then the HD remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did, yeah, I, I looked at, it was the HD remaster, and then uh, I did put this on the English dub because I wanted to work on my model kits during it, and that meant, yeah. Now, obviously, this being the HD version, like the new cleanup one I hadn't seen, I was looking up more often than looking down. But I watched the dub to have the option of looking down and working on a model kit. So, uh, you know, the new dub on both of them is it's the same kind of general quality. Like if you experienced the new Seed dub and thought it was garbage, the Seed Destiny one isn't any better. Just watch it subtitled is the very easy solution. But, um, you know, some I still of the haven't, ca- Go ahead. I still haven't seen Seed Destiny, so I, yeah. I need that to happen probably. Um, 
some of the, the casting in Seed Destiny is really good. Like the, so in the Japanese version, the guy that voices Gilbert Durandal is the same guy that voices Char. And so in the original English dub, that's not the case because there was no regular voice of Char. Well, now we have that, right? Like the same guy that does Full Frontal does Char and Origin and, and stuff like that. And the same guy does Durandal. Because he sounded funny at first to me. I was like, I don't know about this. But then I looked it up. I was like, oh, okay. I see what they did and why they did it. But then there's some other things like the casting for Shin is all wrong. Like this dude is supposed to be, I mean, he's the epitome of Gundam pilot that you want to hate. He is a whiny teenage edge Lord to the max, like purposely to the extreme. And they cast a dude that, uh, he sounds probably more like me <laughs> and I shouldn't be, I wouldn't cast myself a Shin in any universe. Like, it's you not appropriate. You shouldn't be a Gundam pilot. No. We can all be Gundam pilots. That's right. I'm a bridge bunny. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, but um, it, yeah, it, it's 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 okay. I love having a Stargazer OVA out and on Blu-ray. It's so much better than watching, like, the 200i, you know, whatever on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so really pretty, wonderful OVA. Uh, I haven't watched the special editions yet. That's on my list for coming up soon, all the compilation movies. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I, I guess my final thoughts, having just watched through, you know, Seed and Destiny again, Seed, still really good. It's it's really good. Um, you might not like some of the characters, uh, but I, I really think it's a good show. Um, Stargazer is excellent. I think gives a lot of great context to um, Seed Destiny. I recommend watching it. Well, okay, first time through, maybe after, but on a rewatch, I would re- watch it right about um, when the uh, war really starts in earnest, and you'll know when that is if it's a rewatch. I think it just gives a lot of, of context that you miss in the main series because uh, Seed Destiny is one of the most hated Gundam series in existence. And I realized on this rewatch that I think one of the reasons is that, uh, well, for one, reading through the book of extra material, the show got rushed as hell. Okay. They had like 18 months to make it. Not long. We've had Hathaway's flash delays longer than 18 months. (laughs) And this is a 50 episode TV series. So, um, but I think because of that, like in that context and also just having that, like, this is my third watch through of it, I think now. This because of the it leans into like melodrama at times for its character drama, it can feel bigger than it is. I think it's a very, very, very simple story. It's just spread out over 50 episodes. Um, I mean, it's really just it's in the title, and the whole and the, I think the other reason is the thing that is the like whole linchpin of it you don't really learn about until towards the end. It's Durandal's destiny plan. And the entire thing hinges on that. It's basically you have a group of people that are doing the things that Durandal wants them to do and playing those roles. And we see what happens with them. And then we have our protagonists from the previous series who are the ones that are saying or rejecting that uh, at face value. And, you know, for various reasons that it goes into, but, they're the one they're saying, no, no one else is going to decide what we do. And then you have, uh, Atherin Zala in the middle getting pulled back and forth, uh, in a tug of war on what's right and what's wrong. And, 
do I go with what it feels like the world is saying is my destiny or do I make my own choice? And that is the entire extent of the story. That's it. Everything plays back into that. And that's all it is. And obviously that, that just reminds- based on that framing, like there's one thing like the show does kind of pull the rug out from under you on who the protagonist is. And I can get not liking that. I get it. But that's a, like, it's one of those shows you have to just keep that high level in mind. And then it's pretty good. That, that kind of reminds me of like the struggles and frustrations that I had with like the whole Laplace's block box stuff and unicorn. Um, just like, everybody's talking it was like a very like it was it was a plot but like i felt kind of like disappointed at the end that it was just kind of like oh well we just want to let people know like this old stuff that happened like that doesn't really matter but like you know what i'm saying like like it was more of an ideal battle at the end of the day than like something that was like built up towards if nothing ever came after Unicorn, that would have been a fantastic open ending for BUC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is... <laughs> Money. Or, or if they, like, followed up on it as, like, you know, this is the beginning of, like, things getting better and maybe there's rogue elements that they have to suppress or something like that. Um, you know, like... It just, we might, and NT teased it. We might, we might get there. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So would you recommend I watch Seed Destiny? I, I do actually. I really do. I think it's something that you, everyone should at least give it a try and make up your own mind about it. Um, you know, I think some of the twists are known enough that they won't even bother you because mm-hmm. you probably know about a bunch of them before you even watch it. And a lot of the salt is just, I think from people that had previously watched it and you can find all kinds of fanfic of people trying to like rewrite it. It's one of those things. People didn't like what happened and it made them fail to understand the story. I'm not, look, it has problems. It has some major flaws. I'm not going to brush those away. Like I said, it's a rush job. You can tell at times it's a rush job. Some of the character motivations are flimsy or they're held up just for dramatic effect. And, and I mean, that's, you you could say that about a lot of the the shows that have a lot of uh, Gundam pilots. Like I think wing is a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like wing, you almost need ancillary material to, for the pilot's stories to make any sense. Yeah. Or at least endless waltz. And that's the sequel. So like, yeah, it's the show has problems and, it didn't need to be 50 episodes, but I, I really, uh, uh, some of the battles, like I can't, I can't hate that show when some of the battles look so damn good, especially now with the remaster. Oh man. There's some, there are some amazing fights in that show. And the, and my, I think my favorite, I'm going on longer than I, I meant to on this. I'm, it's getting near my bedtime, but, um, <laughs> The final fight between the infinite justice and the destiny is it's so good. It's so good. I I'm thinking about the infinite justice at the end, like putting his fucking blades back in. Like, oh you're fucking Yeah, I, I will say, like, when I think of Seed, my 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 memories are of 
the really well animated, really well designed suits and the battles that they're in. Like that is the, the like for seed, that is what I think of when I think of seed. And then like, if I think of age, I think of like all like the, 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 the like the, how they change the suit so much and, and, uh, things like that, but not necessarily the suit designs. And yeah, um, Seed uses a lot of stock footage, and the positive of that is when you see them not using it, you know it's a fight to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. I remember I watched Seed. I don't think I ever watched Destiny, though, because I think exactly because I uh, heard so many bad things about it. But then again, that's like what I heard about Double Zeta. You know, I always heard Double Zeta is the worst. It's terrible. It's poorly made, blah, blah, blah. And it's pretty good. Like, like all problems aside, it's I, th- I think if you could condense the first half of, of Double Zeta into a, a few episodes, right. that it would be one of the most compelling UC shows. It could use like maybe a compilation. We've talked, we've joked about that a lot on the podcast, but it could use a, a compilation where it cuts out a lot of the crap. I mean, see, Destiny, like I said, it, look, there there are legit objective opinions out there of why people don't like it that are I can't argue with. Like there are parts of it that aren't very good but um yeah i kind of like i think the other thing is it had a it was coming out in the u.s at a weird time for uh anime and manga in the u.s you know this is a show that came out around uh, i I think it was like 06 07 here which is when things were getting maybe a little bloated this is not something that aired on tv here it was like toonami had faded out as a force for that kind of thing. And adult swim hadn't picked up that void yet. Uh, and you know, the dub was only available on DVD. So you had to be getting the DVDs and, and collecting them and, yeah. and all of that. So, so you had uh, to be yeah. an active fan to get it. I have them. I had them all. Yeah. <laughs> and watched them. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. For this winter update, you guys got anything else? Premium finish Ultra Magnus, but that's not for this podcast. <laughs> it could be. It could be. All right, guys. Thanks for, for checking in with us. Uh, we will be back with you in two weeks, and we will resume our coverage of Double Zeta. Um, and then after that, we will do... I don't know something else, um, but for for probably the next few months, we're we're sticking through Double Zeta. So thanks for listening. Check with us on uh, Twitter at New Type Flash Pod and and our uh, Mobile Suit Gundam subreddit post. Until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you then next time.